Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line in the 8 o'clock hour. Talking NFL action. And I love it. Mondays, playing armchair quarterback with myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Joe Ranieri. Talking about 49ers, Bengals, playoff implications all over the place. When the dust settled, one team, the San Francisco 49ers, got the victory and sits at 7-6. and six. The Cincinnati Bengals took a loss at home. Where do they sit, Joe? 7-6 and six as well. But if we take a look at this game, 10 sacks combined. The defensive lines were eating over the first three, three-and-a-half quarters here. Mm-hmm. But we had some offensive firepower in overtime and also the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, particularly by the Bengals, getting back in that game with two touchdowns. Joe Burrow finished this game 25 of 34 for 348 yards and two touchdowns, a passer rating of 125. Jimmy Garoppolo on the opposite side with the 49ers, 41 attempts, 27 completions, 296, two touchdowns, and a passer rating of 103. Both of these quarterbacks stepping up when it mattered the most, but a big-time win for Kyle Shanahan's 49ers as they get the three-point overtime victory over the Bengals. One of the most infuriating teams here all season long is the 49ers because they're a team that does one thing really, really well, Donnie, and that's beat themselves. Uh, we saw it last, uh, you know, last week against uh, Seattle. We saw it a couple of weeks uh, prior to that. Uh, they they do such a great job of putting themselves in a position to win games, and this usually happens at home with the 49ers, which is even more mind-blowing here that they implode at their own home field. Uh, but this was a spot here. This was a game both teams absolutely needed. And welcome uh, welcome back a fully healthy George Kittle. Debo Samuel, the threat of him back in that lineup. Listen, Garoppolo is hes not going to excite anybody, and he shouldn't. But he is a uh, you know an experienced game manager. Just get the ball to your playmakers. With Ayuk out there and now Kittle healthy and and Debo Samuel running the ball, catching the ball, they have more than enough weapons to make some noise. Defensively, uh, unfortunately, they've had some letdowns. They've had some injuries here, but uh, they are certainly good enough to make a run here as the, uh, as the month uh, creeps up on them. But they got to stop beating themselves against the better competition and the lesser competition. They almost did it again yesterday, allowing Cincinnati to come back in that uh, fourth quarter there. So if they can eliminate the mistakes, I like this 49ers team to make some noise. 
Yeah, and also take a look from a Cincinnati Bengals perspective. We do take a look at some of their losses at home. You know, you lost a hard-fought game to a very good Packers team oh, yeah. that you just needed to make a couple field goals here. And if you remember, that was the game that Mason Crosby couldn't do anything right, and you still weren't able to come up with a victory there. This game, you first overtime, and George Kittle comes away with a late touchdown drive with Jimmy Garoppolo. Because keep in mind, you know, in overtime, no longer the case where you drive down, kick a field goal, the game is over, you win, mm-hmm. which they did. They just couldn't come up with a defensive stop here and a couple of miraculous catches by George Kittle. And credit Jimmy Garoppolo for finding a way to get him the football. But even when you take a look at it yesterday and you say to yourself, okay, what do you like about the San Francisco 49ers? I've always been very high on Kyle Shanahan. They're only going to go as far as Jimmy Garoppolo takes and particularly his right arm. I do think it's almost like one of those things where you had the running game. You know, Jeff Wilson Jr. yesterday, mm-hmm. 13 carries for 56 yards. It's almost like a revolving wheelhouse. Who's going to take the next turn? Or should I say, who's yep. going to get injured for the 49ers? And have a next man up mentality. One of the guys I love on this football team is Debo Samuel. Even though he was only on one leg yesterday, Joe, Mm -hmm. still able to perform and take a lot of the heat off of that offense, which led to George Kittle's 151 yards. Welcome into the radio audience right here. You are listening to the early line right here on Sirius XM channel 159. Donnie Wrightside, Joe Ranieri breaking down NFL action and looking forward to the playoffs. Couple quick questions here. The 49ers, big win yesterday, right in the thick of things to make that NFC playoff picture. Do we think there is a playoff run here, Joe, for those 49ers? I let, yeah, I, I mean, they are. And and to me, their biggest issue was, has been themselves in games that they lost. They have lost games that they should have won because of undisciplined football, penalties that they didn't need to take, uh, ridiculous turnovers. When they are healthy, Um, They have more than enough weapons on offense and the experience to be able to win games late in the season, right? To be able to win games on the road. I don't know what their problem is playing in Santa Clara here. They seem to be, they play their worst football there. Uh, But they, this was a game yesterday. We have seen Shanahan and the 49ers win many, many times. Uh, They are money on the road in that spot. And don't forget, that line flipped yesterday, too, during the week. Cincinnati opened up as the favorite, and then it uh, it flipped over as the money came pouring in on the 49ers. I think we're going to see more and more of that moving forward here. Kittle is a force. Uh, Debo Samuel is a force. That running game with that offensive line and Kyle Shanahan, I like the 49ers moving forward. I think it makes a lot of sense here for them to make a playoff run because maybe they do get a little Mm -hmm. bit healthier as well. Debo Samuel gets to rest up that groin. But if we take a look at that four-game stretch through the back end of the season here for the San Francisco 49ers, great win here at the Bengals. You're going to take on the Falcons at home, obviously a winnable game. You go on the road against Mm -hmm. the Titans. Who knows who's going to show up at wide receiver? Obviously, we know Derrick Henry's not going to be back yet. Technically, that is a winnable game. At home against the Texans should be an easy win. And sometimes you take a look at the NFL does the right thing, Joe, with scheduling. you know, the back end and saying, okay, you're going to play your division rivals, particularly in the last yep. game of the season. So it's at the Rams where normally you would look at this game and say, okay, that's going to be a tough one. Probably the Rams win. But what happens in week 18 when you see the Rams yep. have already locked in their playoff seating here? That might be a victory for the San Francisco 49ers as maybe they're not even playing against their starters. Should be interesting to watch everything play out here. We're going to continue to mm-hmm. talk some NFL action. Bills and Bucks coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into the early line, Monday morning, December 13th. On your right side, along with Joe Ranieri, breaking down the NFL slate yesterday, and it's time to talk prime time. And what was that yesterday? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. Looked like Joe was going to be a disappointing game to start with, depending on which side you bet. Saying, hey, I just wanted to sit down, watch the football game, and enjoy it. And it looked like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were running away, not so fast, as we like to say, as a crazy second half mm-hmm. saw. A 24-point bill second half, a three-point second half here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then gets extended to overtime, and that's where the fireworks began. 33-27 victory here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both quarterbacks, Joe Ranieri, over 300 yards, each with two touchdown passing, and a crazy finish to a game, which Tampa won. Listen, I give credit to Buffalo for mounting that comeback in the second half, but you're not going to go on the road against Tom Brady and go down. I mean, how many games are you going to win going down 24 to three at the half? Like it's, it's unbelievable. The tale of two halves there that we had that team that showed up in the second half of the Buffalo bills uh, was exactly what we thought we would be getting right for the full game. Like that's what we thought this game would be. Uh, what I didn't anticipate was Tampa disappearing in the second half too. I mean, think about it. That, If that game goes the other way and they're able to finish off that comeback, that's the biggest meltdown of the year by by a uh, by a team, especially a you know Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, blowing a 24-3 lead at the half. There, it's uh, it's unthinkable. But uh, truly, at the end, when you needed somebody to make a play, Tampa did, and unfortunately, they were a player too short there for uh, Buffalo. Questionable decisions across the board with Sean McDermott, not just in this game now. It's starting to become a pattern here, Donnie, because we're still questioning a lot of the moves there early on in that uh, New England game as well. Uh, and uh, he hasn't, uh, let's just say people are still scratching their head and, and wondering exactly what Sean McDermott is doing from a play-calling perspective. Not one handoff to a running back in the first half, the first time that's happened since 1991, we have not seen that. Uh, Josh Allen was your leading rusher, which is great. But guess what, Donnie? He's in a walking boot now. So that's the problem. They can't run the ball, Buffalo. I don't know that's going to get any better, obviously. They're not all of a sudden becoming a running team. He's your best runner. And, yeah, look, you needed him yesterday, and guess what? Now he's in a walking boot. I don't know what his status is going to be moving forward, but I do know the Bills are done if Josh Allen is done. 
Yeah, it looks like the uh, latest update here is we're seeing there's it might be a case of turf toe after that late tackle. But, what, you know, oh. you have running quarterbacks, right? If you're going to have your quarterback run 12 times for 109 yards, and a lot of those, Joe, were designed runs. Not just like, hey, drop back yes. the quarterback and, you know, there was nowhere to go. These are designed runs where he basically is your lead tailback. So it's no surprise when these kids get banged up. But if you take a look at the game itself, you know, a lot of times during the year in the NFL particularly, a play here, a play there makes a big difference on your season. The Buffalo mm. Bills last week couldn't convert in the red zone, could have beaten the New, Orleans, the New England Patriots. Now, weeks before that, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is crazy. But you take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10-3 and three on the season, trying to make a run at that number one overall seed. We can go all the way back to game one at home where the Dallas Cowboys probably should have beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You look at this football game. If you get a pass interference call at the end of the game, which was very questionable here against Stephon Diggs, maybe the Buffalo mm -hmm. Bills win that game in actual regulation. There were some questionable calls back and forth in this game, which Mike Williams got a big one there, which actually led to that touchdown pass in overtime. I always like to say, you know, if you're going to let them play both ways, that's fine. But if you're going to call it both sides, right. make sure you step in. But also, like, we are gamblers. We look at lines, Joe. And if you're watching an overtime yesterday, because if you have, let's just say, the closing line, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers favored by three and a half. The worst case scenario happened, right? You get the overtime. It's like, well, now I need a touchdown. So please win the toss so Brady can get the football, drive the length of the field, punch it in, and win by six mm -hmm. points, and you cash it. Well, the Buffalo Bills win the toss. You say, like, no, like, I need to pick six. I need something crazy to happen. The Buffalo Bills go three and out, and then you saw the miracle of all miracles because yep. that Tom Brady drive here that led to a crossing route where a wide receiver was line matched up on basically a linebacker until the house they go. Doesn't matter how it gets there as long as it gets there. So the cover comes in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with that crazy overtime play. Yeah, and you know, thank goodness for teasers. We were laughing, and uh, I know uh, Buffalo <laughs> exactly was certainly in a lot of people's teasers uh, yesterday, and uh, and they were good. They weren't sure though until that fourth quarter comeback. Once it went to overtime, uh, everybody was feeling pretty good about the tickets that they were holding if they had them, you know, teased up to that nine and a half or ten even at one point. Uh, but they've got to figure it out. Now, the good news is the Bills have. A very easy schedule uh, moving forward. They got one game coming up against New England at Foxborough. But other than that, um, they've got a couple extra wins uh, out there for them here. But they they have bigger issues. Um, you know, the problem with Buffalo to me is maybe the expectations were a little out of line with what this team really is. Maybe they're just a really good mediocre team that can beat up lesser competition but has problems against the really elites of the league here. And if that's the case, then really, Buffalo, you're nothing, uh, you're nothing exceptional. Maybe we ought to temper expectations with this team moving forward. No, it seems like it, too, because I did have high expectations to start the year. It's one of those where you're trying to take that team that you think is going to take that next step. And I thought it would be the Buffalo mm. Bills. Now, still, you know, we've seen teams, you know, struggle midway through, get hot. Hey, last year, you had the 7-5 Buccaneers go on sure. and look like the best team in the NFL when it was all said and done. Why? Because they won the Super Bowl. If we take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Joe, they sit 10-3 first in the NFC South. Four games remaining on their schedule. And the key here we know with Tampa Bay, boy, would they love to be at home for that playoff run as opposed to going out to a dome in Arizona or up north to Green Bay. They say, can they do that and win on the road? They did it last year. They went on the road and handled mm -hmm. their business. But if we take a look at the final four games here, very winnable for Tampa Bay, Joe. Saints at oh, home yeah. looking for a rematch, excuse me, a victory to overcome their earlier loss in the season. 
you know, you're taking a look at offensive standpoint here for New Orleans, Taysom Hill, the quarterback, they should handle their business. On the road against the Panthers, very winnable game. On the road against the Jets, very winnable game. At home against the Panthers, it looks like they have a really good chance to go 4-0. and So that top seed right in the crosshairs here for the Buccaneers. If we flip it over, Joe, to the Buffalo Bills, you have three games that I think they're going to be able to pick up victories all at home to get to those 10 wins and get into the playoffs. But my question to you, again, is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that top seed, after seeing these four games upcoming after a four-game win streak, they could get there. Absolutely. I, listen, they uh, they also benefit from the fact that they're in a, uh, you know, a down division this year, except for them. Right. So, you know, the fact that you've got to play the Panthers twice and then I don't know how you got the Jets is beyond me. But, um, yeah, I mean, wh- who's going to challenge Tampa here and Tom Brady and this Buccaneers team, you know, down the stretch last year and Tom Brady for his entire 20 year career understands you need to win the games you're supposed to win down the stretch. Uh, and they have an opportunity to go into the playoffs rolling just like they did a year ago. And uh, that's why you go out and you say, you know what? Give us the 45-year-old Tom Brady. We're good to go. That kind of experience and understanding of what it means to play in December and having to win the games you're supposed to win heading into the playoffs, it's huge. I, to me, they're the best team. I mean, it's a great season, Arizona, but I trust you a heck of a lot less than I trust uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks to get it done once again this year. You know, it's also interesting at the FanDuel Sportsbook as we take a look because it was hot and heavy heated in the regular season MVP race here with Tom Brady now sits at a Ooh. minus 150 to win the MVP award at 44 years old. Josh Allen, who was the leader in the clubhouse about two weeks ago, down to 25 <laughs> to 1. Tom Brady, minus 150. Your choice here for MVP, Joe? Yeah, it, uh, who else? TB, you know that. They ought to just build a shrine. They ought to name it the Tom Brady Award. Like, come on. It, it's a, it's his to lose. Let's just leave it at that. No, it certainly is at this point. Just never ceases to amaze me. We think Father Time is going to catch up, and he never catches up to Tom Brady. If he goes down again nope. and wins another Super Bowl with Tampa Bay this year, my goodness here. But stay tuned. We're going to talk a lot more NFL action as the Bears and the Packers are coming up. And also... We're going to flip it over to some NBA action. Steph Curry on the precipice of history. Stick with us on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome 
Welcome back into the early line. Armchair quarterback here on a Monday. Donnie Whiteside and Joe Ranieri. Sunday night football. What a game it was. 45-30. Final score. Green Bay Packers by 15. Hey, they probably blew them out the entire night. Not so fast here as you had a double-digit lead by the Chicago Bears in the first half. How about this one? If you're taking a look at a total perspective, low 40s, right? After the first quarter, three to nothing. I knew it. I knew they weren't going to score that many points. Chicago Bears with a rookie quarterback. Aaron Rodgers may do just enough to get over the hump here to get the victory. Not the case. Joe Ranieri's had 45 points scored in the second quarter alone. So basically, you needed one quarter, which was the second, to hit the total in this football game. Aaron Rodgers, 29 of 37. 341 yards, four touchdowns, two of those going to Devontae Adams, 10 catches for 121, where it looked like Joe Ranieri at the beginning of the game. Hey, Devontae Adams in the hamstring. Looks like he's just going to be a decoy tonight. Decoy no more. 45 points for the Packers in their victory. I got to tell you, the Packers uh, versus Jakeem Grant was a great game. I mean, uh, the Chicago Bears. uh, No, actually, they only had one guy produced there last night. And this is one of those lessons here. Uh, Donnie, where it uh, it pays if you didn't see the game, you need to look at the box score. You need to understand what happened in this game because if you woke up this morning and go, wow, 45-30, what a game. Yeah, they get. No, it was a special teams nightmare for the Green Bay Packers, allowing Jakeem Grant a 97-yard punt return. He scored another touchdown on a ridiculous trick end-around play that he took it to the house for 54 yards. If it wasn't for those two nightmare plays, what are we looking at here? That we're looking at an absolute blowout, which is essentially what it was on every level, except maybe the special teams in which they got them. But uh, this was never really a game. I mean, once they scored, they came out in the second, uh, in the third quarter, rather, and they dropped 17 on the Bears unanswered. The game was The game was just over at that point. It was actually over. The only thing Chicago did was allow live bettors the opportunity to get the Green Bay Packers at a number that was never in a million years going to be available or should have been available, Donnie. And if you were watching that game and betting it, then you know exactly what I mean. 11, 11 and a half during the week. There were were points in that game where you could have got the Packers at minus two, minus three. Uh, craziness uh, is what that was. So thank you, Chicago, for that. Otherwise, complete utter blowout in that game. You know what I get a good a kick out of as well? Because we all get to sit at home and watch these games. And, yeah, we bet these games mm-hmm. and we handicap them. And we do think we know more than the head coach. But sometimes it seems, Joe, it is true. Oh. And there are a couple of points yesterday which just had me scratching my head. You're down double digits on the road in the second half. You have a quarterback that I don't know is a clone of Cam Newton, and it's fourth and inches, and you elect to punt the football. So when you punt that football, your guy runs right out of bounds, comes back in, recovers a fumble, and they say, yes, you went out of bounds unforced, so now we're going to punt it again on fourth and five, which they do. Late in the game, you're down 18. Now, look, I understand that it's a three-score game, right? But the hardest part to come back in a three-score game is you got to get some touchdowns here, else it doesn't matter. Matt Nagy pulling out the field goal late in the game, and you just look and say, the regime is almost up here in Chicago, right? Pace, the GM, Nagy, the head coach, almost out of here. So if you are a Bears backer and fan, you don't have to watch this too much throughout the rest of the regular season because you only have a couple games left. 
Justin Fields will be your franchise quarterback. It's up to the actual organization to find a head coach and a GM that's going to surround him with talent and coaching to help him progress. But I take a look at the Green Bay Packers here at home and why it's so interesting here, them heading down the stretch. You saw Aaron Rodgers just say, hey, I've got a little bit of a setback here in my broken pinky toe. Could have fooled me with a passer rating of a 141 and Aaron Rodgers continuing dominance over the Chicago Bears. But moving forward here, as we talked about it earlier, that log jam in the top of the NFC. And one of the key things that might turn out in the favor of the Green Bay Packers, beating the Arizona Cardinals on the road with basically no wide receivers. Do you think, Joe, that if we take a look at the Green Bay Packers, home field advantage means more to Green Bay? means more to Arizona or means more to Tampa here as we look towards January? Well, I think Green Bay um, having one more shot at this with Aaron Rodgers and maybe not try and kick a field goal here um, at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, but I would, uh, I think uh, I Lambeau obviously has the, the greatest, I think, impact for a possible home field advantage in there. Uh, Tampa's already proven they can win anywhere on the road. So that's Tom Brady effect for you. I don't think it matters to them. But I do think uh, if we're going to take Green Bay serious and for Aaron Rodgers to finally get over that hump again, uh, it probably needs to be in Lambeau. I think that would go a long, long way for them in order to have uh, an opportunity to actually be crowned Super Bowl champ. Yeah, and also keep in mind out there, it used to be in the past that we talked about, like, hey, get one of the buys and you should be set. Well, now there's only one yep. buy in the NFC and That's the it. AFC. So certainly getting that extra rest week is going to be key for some of these veteran-laden teams. Now, let's turn it over to the NBA, <laughs> the association tonight. Hey, Donnie, man, we got Monday Night Football here to talk about. Why are you talking NBA? Well, when there's something historical about to go down, it's going to take center stage. And what is that history tonight? The Warriors take on the Indiana Pacers at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse tonight. That line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook sitting as a Warriors favorite of minus four and a half. Now, there's two prongs here that I want to talk about. Number one, obviously, is Steph Curry knocks down seven triples tonight. He will pass mm -hmm. by Ray Allen for the best three-point shooter of all time statistically. Now, obviously, you take a look at Steph Curry. I don't think there's any question about he is overall the best three-point shooter of all time. But also, it's the morning. It's the early line. We don't know who's playing or not playing tonight. Mm -hmm. So there were some thoughts on the street. Maybe Steph Curry says, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to sit out here against the Pacers because I want to do this on Broadway and set it in the mecca of basketball. Before we look at this game, Joe, any thoughts behind <laughs> that? And it's easy. It's fun to play, you know, Monday morning quarterback here at 831 and say at night, what's going to take place? Steph in or Steph out tonight here for you, Joe? Yeah, I think he's going to be in the, and and I do think that listen, the sooner he gets this, the sooner we can stop talking about it. And I think he feels <laughs> probably the same way. Like how many more questions do you want? He's going to get this record. It doesn't matter when it gets done, but you know, we make such a big deal of it in the media and it is a big deal. I mean, it's an unbelievable record, uh, but Nobody, I think, doesn't think he's at risk of not getting it this season. He's going to get it in the next couple of games. But the problem is he, he seems to be pressing a little bit. He had a game at Portland uh, at home there, that final game at home against Portland. Then he just took on, you know, Philadelphia. And he's 9 of 31 in those two games here now. And, oh, yeah, there's it's no shock that the rest of the team seems to not be able to shoot either. It seems to be a little contagious here, Donnie. So um, he has in the past. 
hit seven three-pointers, I believe. Um, in yeah. fact, I think he's done it. He's hit uh, nine four times in his tell. career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done it a hundred and one times where he's hit seven. I think if Steph Curry has his has his choice, let me just bury it, get it out of the way, so we can continue to move on with the season. I'll tell you what's so crazy about it too, because I, I love the betting scenarios that can shape up. Because the FanDuel Sportsbook mm-hmm. had that odds boost on Saturday night for Steph to make ten triples, and he said it's like a really good game for an NBA three point shooter. It's like three points, or excuse me, three for three, a team. Three shots made. <laughs> Yeah, per- exactly. So now you're coming in and you say this with 10 threes. And you're saying there's no shot. And say, well, hold on. He did it. F- he had nine, four times already. So what's another 10? It'd be yep. like saying it with an NFL quarterback. Like, I think he can get to eight touchdown passes today. I think that's certainly a possibility. So Steph Curry doing some otherworldly things. We'll see if that continues tonight. But also, Joe, let's take a look from a Pacers perspective here. 12 and 16 overall on the season. And this is one of those where we tried to feed into the tea leaves here, read between the lines and see what the coaches are saying, the players. It's never a good thing when your organization opens up and says, Everybody, basically, of anything is for sale for this organization. And here come the Pacers mm-hmm. playing good basketball under all those because anybody in any profession that you're in, if you're waiting for one text at any minute that says, pack your bags, you're headed to Portland, you're headed to L.A., you're headed to Sacramento, usually it messes with you don't give the best effort here. So from a perspective mm-hmm. in this game, even though we're looking towards the Warriors and Steph, and if he makes nine triples or ten triples, probably means the Warriors scored a lot of points and won the game. But talk about it maybe from a Pacers perspective here as a dog and still saying, you know what? I'm going to lock out all this outside noise here. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I, I think that message that was sent, that was leaked uh, in all likelihood from Rick Carlisle and company there. And, and this is a bit of a culture change in Indiana, isn't it, with Rick Carlisle, uh, who I believe has been out with uh, in the COVID uh, protocol here. So I don't know when he's going to be back, but I don't think it's a coincidence that when he basically told uh, the message was sent, you guys are all up for sale here. Uh, it ain't working. And uh, that meant that there's quite a few guys on this Indiana team that, guess what, they're auditioning right now uh, because there is nothing safe. And that's who Rick Carlisle is. He's very, he's a strange cat. He's an old school guy, likes to motivate. But guess what? They've responded uh, here. And I'm going to be looking very forward to seeing uh, Chris Duarte tonight going up against the team that, he thought was going to draft him, uh, but they didn't. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of response they get here. Nobody in an Indiana Pacer uniform wants to be part of history tonight, Donnie. You know that. No, it's certainly very interesting to take a look at also because heading into the season, we were sort of in that holding pattern here, Joe, with the Golden State Warriors. Well, let, let's see what happens here. Mm-hmm. We're very good last year, but Clay Thompson is scheduled to come back, and then we'll see if they can hit the floor running. But now you see the yep. Warriors on the season, 21-5 and five overall, 7-3 and three here on the road. And let's keep in mind, one of the guys having the best seasons in the NBA? Oh, yes, you guessed it. That is one Steph Curry holding the lead here at the FanDuel Sportsbook to be the MVP. So something to keep an eye on as we certainly go back and forth in the rest of the NBA card. And to me, Christmas Day always starts the opening day for the NBA for me. But we got Monday Night Football on deck here. Rams, Cardinals, stay tuned right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into the early line. Donnie Wrightside and Joe Ranieri. Monday morning, which means, yes. Monday night football as we take a look at the Rams and the Cardinals tonight out in Glendale, Arizona. This should be shaping up to be a certainly a good football game. Eight and four for the Rams. Cardinals 10 and two. If we take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook here and set the table for the game tonight. Those Cardinals now sit at a minus two. So a slight favorite for the home team here. Moneyline here sits at minus 134 and the over under at 51 and a half. So we're taking a look at the top overall seed for the Cardinals. If they win, certainly is going to help them have the advantage of the number one overall seed. But also from a Rams perspective here, sitting at eight and four, a nice season. You know, it would feel better moving to nine and four because if they go to eight and five overall, now you're fighting for those last couple playoff spots here, which is something that we didn't anticipate here from the Rams coming into the season. So an NFC West battle here, Joe Rainier. We'll start it off with you first here. Minus two Cardinals, plus two and two Rams. Where are you leaning in that direction? What are we looking at tonight? Well, a totally frustrating team, this Rams team. I mean, when you look at they remind me of the Yankees. Go out and buy every big-named free agent that you can possibly find. And you still suck. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like we've got here with the Rams. You've got Aaron Donald. You've got Von Miller. You've got Odell. You've got Ramsey in the back there anchoring that defense. In the set. You've got so many weapons. Cooper Cut. You've got all of these weapons. And you still uh, can't win games that you're supposed to win here. But I find this game interesting from the standpoint of trends. And the trend right now with the Arizona Cardinals is disturbing from the fact that they have 10 wins this year, seven of them. They're 7-0 and on the road, and they win all those games by double digits. They're only 3-2 and two at home, and when you look at Cliff Kingsbury and the era that he has had here in Arizona, historically, not good at home here, guys. Not good at all. However, Sean McVay, much better on the road, especially as an underdog here tonight. Uh, 10 and 5 is what the Rams are with Sean McVay. Uh, it is put up a shutoff time with the uh, Rams here tonight. There is uh, maybe the stars are aligning, but you've had an opportunity maybe to get a little rest. I know Kyler Murray seems to be as healthier as he's been, but as far as I'm concerned, Donnie, um, I don't know that I can trust the Cardinals at home. We have not been able to trust the Cardinals at home as a favorite here to get anything done. If this game was in L.A., there's only one way I would go. But uh, given uh, what's at stake here, the Rams have to win this game, period. So uh, backs against you know, the wall, I'll take the Rams. I, I think you're right on this because, again, when you just try to take a look at a line, and we, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, and particularly from my vantage point, mm. Arizona seems to be a little bit disrespected here as the top overall seed in the NFC. 
Usually a top overall seed in the NFC at home when they're coming into this game as healthy as they're probably going to be all season and only favored by mm-hmm. two points here. So it sort of makes me think a lot about, you know, the direction that the Rams might be headed to coming into tonight because the, a lot of the things that I liked about the Arizona Cardinals is they're still on top. They could have had every excuse to fall down or tumble, get a couple losses. Well, right. what, what, what did you want us to do here, Joe? Kyler Murray wasn't playing for a couple <laughs> weeks. And DeAndre Hopkins, our all-worldwide receiver, he was out as well. So we took a couple losses because we had Colt McCoy. Not necessarily the case here as they sit still, again, currently on that top seed. But if we take a look from a Rams perspective, I'll tell you what's most interesting. If we do a five-game snapshot here of what the Rams have been coming to town with. You know, they get a victory at Houston, 38 to 22. Everybody goes to beat Houston here. Then you take a look. They lose to Tennessee, lose to San Francisco, and lose to Green Mm -hmm. Bay back to back to back, and then finally beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, 37 to 7, sort of to get right. So are we looking here, Joe, tonight at maybe a fool's gold situation because their last five games, the two teams they beat, Houston and Jacksonville, and then the three teams they lost to, perennial playoff contenders, Tennessee, San Francisco, and Green Bay, or are we looking more towards, hey, Sean McVay is going to get it right, and also keep in mind the NFL, these two teams know each other. They played already. Revenge is on the mind for the Rams, and I like where you put it here, sort of the Yankees of the NFL. If you have one Mm -hmm. team in the NFL that you say, I need this team because they're built to stop a high-octane team like Arizona, how do you contain, you know, Kyler Murray? I don't know, have four legitimate pass rushers. How do you contain DeAndre Hopkins on the outside? Well, maybe have the best overall cornerback here. If we're looking from a total perspective in this game, Joe, 51 and a half. Usually say, well, now hold on, Kingsbury, McVay, two really good offensive coordinators here. Is this a high number here with the division rivalry tonight at 51 and a half in your opinion? Well, we got 57 in the first match, right? What was that, 37-20, Arizona finally beat the Rams, because keep in mind, outside of that win earlier this year, guys, it had been all Rams. Rams dominated uh, Arizona. I think they were on a seven-game uh, winning streak there until Arizona finally uh, broke through. And a lot of that reason was because I think Arizona's defense has been underrated in many aspects this year. They have shown up, and they have shown out. And they are a big reason why. They are also 7-0 on the road here this year, even with Kyler Murray being down. I think the defense uh, is playing a bigger part in the success of this team than people want to admit. Uh, But the bottom line is, listen, both of these teams are built to crank it up, right? So it's going to come down to who can get the last couple of stops in this game. And I don't think there's going to be many of them, but I do think here that uh, that the Rams, they know what's at stake. Uh, I expect the total to fly over this uh, this 51 mark here, and I think the Rams at the end of the night will uh, will get you know even the series and get back uh, to their winning ways. And if they don't, um, yeah, then th- that says a lot about McVeigh and this Rams team moving forward. Yeah, you don't have to convince me for an over here. Push me over the ledge, Joe, when you take a look at Mm -hmm. Sean McVay on one side, Cliff Kingsbury on the other Mm -hmm. side. Oh, yeah, usually in December, right? It's midway through December. Hey, what's the weather conditions? I don't know, snowy, cold, rainy, sleeting, 40-mile-an-hour winds. Nope, Nope. you are going to be in a dome tonight on Monday Night Football. Hopefully both of these offenses do open it up. Also keep in mind, Chase Edmonds coming back into the fold here for the Arizona Mm -hmm. Cardinals, who James Conner has been sensational. If you were to ask me the season that James Conner is having after leaving Pittsburgh, I say, hey, man, 
He just doesn't have the speed. He's just, you know, an average NFL running back. He's been great. So let's take a look at some touchdown markets here tonight in this Monday night football game between mm -hmm. the Rams and the Cardinals. If we look at the leaders in the clubhouse, Sony Michelle, James Conner, both listed at minus 150s. Cooper Cup at minus 140. Odell Beckham Jr. plus 125. Seeing him getting into the end zone lately here with the Rams. DeAndre Hopkins at a 145. And Van Jefferson also at a 145. A little bit pricey at the top end. But I tell you, got to tell you, on this season, at least over the past like month, month and a half, James Conner is about as sure as it gets at scoring a touchdown. Anything pique your interest here, Joe, in the anytime touchdown scoring market today at FanDuel? Yeah, actually, there's a guy that's not on that list there, though. What is Zach Ertz uh, looking at here uh, tonight? Because that's going to be an Plus interesting uh, number two. Boy, yeah, I, talk about a wow. What? A, who is happier this year than Zach Ertz? He gets to leave Philadelphia, who is now a strict running team, Donnie, that uh, uh -huh. he was never. All of a sudden, he gets to go to this high-powered high, uh, high -powered offense here with Kyler Murray. Yep. So I do like uh, Ertz in a situation for an anytime uh, TD. And I think Odell Beckham at any plus money, you have to, they are going to try to get him involved. They have to try to get him involved. They've got to have somebody that can replace Robert Woods and somebody that can stretch this field. Uh, so in addition to the Cooper, you know, it's Cooper Cup, guys. You're going to go with the usual. Uh, but I think Zach Ertz and Odell provide the best value for an anytime touchdown in this game tonight. By the way, I tell you what's an interesting market, too, as you take a look, you know, some of the elite players in the NFL and how they get priced, because obviously price point is everything and what fits your eye plane. Sure. If we take a look at the player receiving yards tonight in this game, there's a lot of ways you can go, right? Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, as you said, Cooper Cup, obviously Odell Beckham Jr. So you say, look, the first guy that pops up always is like Cooper Cup. Nobody can stop him here. So it's OK. What type of price point are we looking at here and taking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook today? Ninety three and a half. So for all intents and wow. purposes, you're, you're not getting like one of those, you know, boosters where it's like, hey, if Cooper Cup catches 75 yards, it's plus 200. No, no, no. It's basically a minus 110 bet here. It's actually minus 113 for him roughly yep. to get 100 yards receiving. Injuries can happen. You know, maybe a game plan that takes him out of the equation, which it seems like nobody could take him out of the equation at this point here. Mm -hmm. So from this market, because again, when you talk about Zach Ertz to possibly score a touchdown, his number here in the receiving props market is 40 and a half. DeAndre Hopkins, 58 and a half. Now, usually I would look at that, Joe, and say, DeAndre Hopkins over 58 mm -hmm. and a half, sign me up. But as we know, Ooh. you know, who's probably going to be shadowing here is Jalen Ramsey. So maybe we look at some other options at the uh, player receiving position here. Yeah, well, I don't like, uh, I don't, you know, I do like him from any time TD perspective. I don't like Ertz yeah. from, a, uh, from a receiving yards perspective, simply because how many times has he played with Murray here? Um, you know, when, by the time he got here and uh, Murray was still trying to get on the same page with him, how are they going to utilize him? Ertz got a lot more, um, a lot more looks from uh, Colt McCoy, but it remains to be seen what is he going to get from Murray here. It wasn't great early on, but having that kind of weapon in the red zone there at, uh, at what, plus 180, I think is good. And Cooper Cup, listen, he's worth a bet, right? Are the Rams even close to this game if Cooper Cup doesn't have 100 yards receiving? The answer is probably no. So I think if you like the Rams, you like Cooper Cup's receiving props uh, all night long here in this game. 
almost like a correlation, right? If you say, hey, Cooper Cup's got yep. 32 yards receiving. Like, yo, this might be 37 yeah, to 13 it, like it was at one point in the last exactly. game that they did play yep. here. One of my favorite yep. markets here at the FanDuel Sportsbook that we take a look at, Joe, is obviously the odds boost and also some of the game specials that we have. And one of me, K-Dub's favorite overall wagers is popping up tonight. It's boosted from a plus 140 price to a plus 180 price. And that's the Rams and the Cardinals to each score a rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown. So Matthew Stafford throws one touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. They run it in. That's good. That gets that half of the down. Then you take a look at Arizona. I don't know. James Conner runs one in, and DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins gets a touchdown pass. That one gets in. Then now keep in mind they also only are max fifty dollars wagers. But we also have the game specials market, which I got to tell you, like I love mm-hmm. team totals. I love sides. I love just regular game totals here. But this market has me so fascinated, and it's really popped up this year. And they've added week to week to week. So some of the fun bets that you can get in are like a Matthew Stafford, which is one of my favorites, one touchdown pass in each half. So he throws one in the first or second quarter, one in the third or fourth quarter. You get that at a plus 115 price. The same thing for Kyler Murray to do it here, Joe, 180. So one touchdown pass in the first half for Murray, one in the second half. You can certainly cash in some tickets there. Also, if we take a look at both of them combined, Joe, meaning each Mm. one of them throws a first-half touchdown and a second-half touchdown. That pays off at a 5-1. to one. Any prop bets that you might be looking at tonight to have some fun with and maybe gain an edge on? I love that. And I also like Kyla. I love all of those, uh, by the way, because if, you, if you're going to correlate to an over here tonight, right, and expect a shootout, then there's going to be some, you know, Stafford and Kyler Murray are going to have to be responsible for not only – uh, throwing it, but the rushing game has also got to be intact tonight. So Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown also is going to be intriguing because it wouldn't surprise me. Does he throw one? Yes. Does he run one in himself? Yes. Uh, he's a guy that's very hard to account for. And the Rams, they didn't do a great job of it in the first matchup. I don't know if they're going to do a great job on it tonight either. So Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown is another one I'd throw in there. I like it because whenever you have a devastating pass rush, usually the quarterback is able to scramble and get away from some of those. It was a fun Monday here on the early line. Joe Ranieri rising early with us to join us. Joe, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Donnie. Always a pleasure. Best of luck, guys. Let's cash those tickets tonight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
last segment of the day for the early line for a Monday armchair quarterback NFL action. Thanks for tuning in. Sirius XM channel 159. We're going to hand it off to Ben Stevens in the morning after momentarily. But as always, listen up. All right. Typically at the end of the regular season, it's called Black Monday in the NFL because most head coaches do get fired. So the reason why we're bringing this up, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville continually coming up in the news for all the wrong reasons. What is going on down in Jacksonville? 2-11 and 11 on the season. Yesterday, played the Tennessee Titans on the road. No shame in losing, but losing 20 to nothing where he didn't put up a single point in that game. Your only job, Urban Meyer, this entire season was what? Get Trevor Lawrence acclimated to the NFL. Show some interest on the football team and with the fan base. Move forward, I don't know, win four or five games so you can sell that to next year. When you have your draft picks and your capital here, you can go out and spend some money and get some free agents in town to continue to improve your team. But the one thing that we do know for sure is Urban Meyer is no dummy right now. If he gets fired with cause in Jacksonville, he doesn't get to spend all those millions of dollars that are coming his way, whether or not he coaches the Jaguars beyond this season. But if we take a look now for Shad Khan and the ownership, maybe it's right to move away from him because you eat, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 million dollars on that contract just to move away from Urban Meyer after one year. It just doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. It's not Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys who have endless flows of cash coming in through Jerry World and just being the number one overall brand in the world. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars in a smaller community in the NFL. Urban Meyer is going to be here next year unless he gets fired with cause and stays behind and hangs out at bars with other female co-eds. But outside of that, Jacksonville will have a head coach in Urban Meyer next year. You can be assured of that because that paycheck is way too big just to write off. Now, you guys want to stay tuned here for Ben Stevens in the morning after coming up from 9 to 12 right here on the grid. You know who else is going to be there? Me, Donnie Wrightside. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.